Hey there. Welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. My name is Adam, but my followers know me as Cafe Kendama on Instagram. In the past five years of playing Kendama, I've met quite a few amazing individuals, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of them. In this show, you'll hear their stories, the behind the scenes of Kendama companies, and what goes on in the minds of some of the world's best Kendama players, because Kendama is more than just a ball in a cup. So, make sure your cup is full, and let's dive into this week's review. afternoon and welcome to season two of The Review, the Instagram live podcast where Kendama news, culture, and stories are shared over the warmth of coffee. My name's Adam and I am your host. And this is year 2021, the year of community. On January 1, we launched the new Coffee Gang Discord server, the most caffeinated Discord server. And if you are not a part of it, we want to invite you to come join us and share all things Kendama, all things coffee, all things community, and come join us in our humble abode. Now, I do want to say that this Discord server is not a place for us to flex our muscles or rag on tea, at least not entirely. It's a place to foster deeper connections. So come with a humble spirit, come with a cup of coffee in hand, and join us as we dive in to Kendama culture and community. Secondly, if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to cafekendama.com to peep the new website design. You can grab the Brewview interview from season one and grab your coffee essentials while reading the Brewed blog. Now, with all that said, we are going to dive into this week's episode of the Brewview featuring Mr. Shonuff Chris, Terra Kendama Flow team member, the master of the pill himself, the man who did not show his face in the Kendama community for nearly three years is coming to join us on the review to share about community, to share about finding flow and taking the pill with Shonuff Chris. So when we get ready to dive in, I always like to ask you guys tuning in, what are you drinking this morning? You know, as always, I'm drinking a nice, freshly pressed AeroPress. Uh, You can buy your AeroPress online from Amazon, wherever you need to. They're cheap, they're easy, and they make delicious coffee. So go check them out online. Uh, And as well, I'm using some Phil and Sebastian's coffee beans. They're a Calgary roaster. I'm pretty much always using them. If you do ever want to brew the same coffee that I'm brewing, you can check out the link in my bio. There's like a 25% off discount code in there. I think it's like save 25 or I don't know what it is. Anyways, you can go check it out. Uh, Get some good coffee. They are very, very good. Uh, As well, before we dive into this week's episode and before I read off what you guys are drinking this morning, I want to remind you guys that you guys can partake in these episodes as well. And the best way to partake in live episodes is A, by submitting your questions ahead of time on the post or by B, showing up to these live interviews and dropping them in the Q&A tool down below. We've dedicated some time in today's episodes to ask your questions. So go drop a couple questions in there for Shonuff. Go drop some in there and we are going to get ready to dive in, but not without shouting out some of our community members and what they are drinking this morning. We got Anthony Calandra, my Canadian friend. He is finally catching one of these episodes live. Well, welcome here, Anthony. So glad you could make it. Dama Tommy, who is the baddest? Shonuff. Yes, absolutely. Masamoto Dama, here's here. Uh, Rudney, he's got his four, he's, I just have 14 years and I don't know if I should drink. Hey, you know what, man? Respectable. 14 years old. Maybe, maybe coffee isn't the right thing for you yet, but it's pretty good. 
All right, uh, Dustin A. Nut just finished his Caramel Macchiato. We got Domitami with his Costa Rican Dark Roast, El Rey, right on. <laughs> we got Queen Dama with the Mango Nectar, Bridgemaster Dama with water, Masamoto with water, Official Deep Purchase with the Oat Milk Latte. We got good old Earl Grave coming from Couch Lock Coils, and Nard with the Arrow Pressed Coffee. You know it right on that is so so exciting well let's get our good friend show enough chris on here and let's dive into this week's brew view would you join me in giving me oh, giving show enough a warm welcome and the request anthony with the dark rose double double show enough mr chris how are you doing? hey what's up welcome here here i'm just gonna change my angle a bit so you're not looking at my forehead there we go it's all good dude how are you doing uh, excellent how are you thrilled to be here happy to be here dude we are honored and privileged to have you here it is a joy a privilege and an honor uh you have a mass amount of friends who love you in this community and i am very grateful to have you on here so so thanks for taking the time um we're gonna dive in uh to the episode but i I do want to know where are you tuning in from today Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. So you're down. You're down where Mr. Chad Covington and his brother down in that area, Battle of the Border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home of the battle. Yeah, I live very. Yeah, I just live a few hours from there. I've, I've been there twice. Oh, right on. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I always like to dive in by asking three questions before we get into the meat of our conversation here. So here's what I want to know, Chris. When we dive in, what are you drinking this afternoon? It's not the morning. It is Pikes Peak. Uh, dark roast with French vanilla. Okay, so is that is that the Starbucks roast? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Pike Pike Place, dude. I've always wanted to go to Pike Place, uh, not necessarily because of Starbucks, but it, it's just a pretty infamous place uh, down in Seattle, and I've always wanted to go there. I do want to go to the original Starbucks, even though I'm not a huge Starbucks fan personally. It yeah. still feels like something I want to do, you know. I'm not a huge Starbucks fan. Someone bought us a, a bag of this for Christmas, and it's just kind of been my favorite, you know, for the past two years. It's classic. Nothing quite as yeah. It's good and strong. It, two cups gets me geeked. You know, I'm on my yeah. second cup now. So if I'm if I'm super hyped, sorry. <laughs> Dude, no, we. I need it today. I've been a little melancholy, so I'm ready to to get some energy pump in here. Okay, second question I want to ask. Uh, this is a new question. I've changed it up for season two. Uh, it was a question gotcha. I got asked by a couple fans in the first season towards some of the guests, but not as one of the, the standard three. And I, I loved it so much. I wanted to include it for every guest now. And this is the question. If you could teach any one person their first spike, either past or present, who would it be? Mm, probably Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yo. Yes. He's, he seems like he has a mental fortitude, like really just – kill a kendama if he wanted to you know <laughs> he oh, seems yeah. like somebody who who would obsess, obsess and take the time to to really you know because that's what kendama takes obsession really <laughs> i think it, i think he would yeah absolutely oh my goodness maybe maybe i'll add a little extra question here for you because you you not only play the kendama quite devotedly but you also play the pill so maybe a different question different answer uh same question but who would you teach their first pill spike to Hmm. Alive or present or in the past? Yeah, alive, present, or in the past. Charlie Chaplin. Hmm. Very interesting. 
Oh. He seems like he would have this slapstick style and just surprise you and make you <laughs> laugh every time. That's that's kind of what I go for. I just want to surprise everybody and make them laugh when they see my silly tricks. Yeah, I like you know, that. They're not to, they're not meant to be taken seriously at all. <laughs> yeah, I like that answer. That's a good one, Charlie Chaplin. I that that caught me off guard right there. Even that answer, I like that. That's the first thing that popped in my head. That was <laughs> the most genuine answer I can give. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, third question. Uh, I want to know before we dive into the real heart of our conversation here today, uh, who, in your opinion, and for you in particular, is the most inspiring player? Uh, for you, kendama wise or pill wise, it could be either or. We'll we'll give you the benefit to choose. It would be two people, okay, because they've they've equally influenced me. It would be Junior Seto and Anata Takashi. Okay, those two. Those Anata, are... uh, he was a pro for DWI. I think he uh, took a break to raise his son, and Junior, of course, is on Matera team and and. He made a hundred pill tricks, um, which is on YouTube video. Any pill player should should know that one. Yeah. Um, and if oh, you yeah. look at Junior's string style journal, the hashtag on Instagram, you'll see exactly where I got my style from. Yeah. Okay. I have not taken that deep dive myself. I've seen the video on YouTube, but it would have been a long time ago. That's some good. That's some good learning for us to to go and do after the show. I'm gonna yeah. have to go rewatch that. Oh, that's those awesome. those two those two together created you know show enough Chris pretty much. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Well, we're going to dive into the meat of our conversation here today. Uh, really what, what we're going to be talking about, for those of you tuning in, we're going to be talking about a little bit of your story, Chris, uh, your journey into Kendama, uh, especially your unique journey within Kendama, not even showing your face publicly on Instagram for nearly 30 years. Uh, and then on top of that, we're going to be talking about how people can really tap into creativity and flow with their Kendama or even pill play. Uh, and a little bit about community. And, and as we do, I want to remind those of you tuning in, the best way to contribute to this conversation is by asking questions. Uh, drop a question in that Q&A tool down below, and we've dedicated some time to ask Chris your questions. So drop some in there for us. We'd love to have your involvement in today's episode. Well, Chris, are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. Perfect. Well, I'm going to take one more sip, and let's Me dive into this week's review. Mm, that is a good cup of coffee. All right, Chris, you already answered my first question because I asked it a little ahead of time, but you're from, you're from Tennessee, Knoxville, you mm. said, right? Uh, yeah, that... I was born in, in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, okay. So, and and mm. that's been home your whole life in Tennessee. Have you lived anywhere else? Uh, yeah, I lived in New Orleans for a while, um, half my life. My father is from New Orleans, so I've lived there half my life. But I lived in Mobile, Alabama for a few years, which was oh, no a beautiful little town. Lived in Jacksonville for a few years. Um, other than that, it's just pretty much been Memphis. Very cool. Very cool. And so when did you return back to Tennessee then? Uh, two years ago. Okay. And two years ago. We were living in New Orleans and the storms kept getting worse. You know, it, it keeps getting hotter down there each year. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I wanted to get out of there while the getting was good. And uh, so, yeah, we moved to Knoxville. I, I, I literally looked on a map, wanted to find somewhere pretty that had mountains, had lots of nature and where hurricanes could not get me. And I picked <laughs> Knoxville. <laughs> I picked oh. Knoxville on the map. I know that sounds cliche, but I did. And I picked it and then there was a job opportunity here. So we took it. Oh, no way. That's are. super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't, do you have family or friends in Knoxville when you moved there? Or no, you not, just simply not just say, like, no, we're, we're getting the heck out of there. Yeah. We're, going. We're, we're, we're going here. Like Knoxville has invested so much in their urban outdoors and their greenways. And they have like, so like hundreds of miles of hiking trail just in my county. 
um, it's a world destination for mountain bikes and hiking. And mm. I'm all into like nature videos and I shoot these kite videos and it's just a perfect place for me to be outside all the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. And plus the, uh, it's the Appalachian mountains. They're, they're absolutely beautiful. This is like a, a primeval forest that survived the ice age. There's like some, some formations and trees here that are just super old and ancient. And it's, it's beautiful everywhere I go here. It's just yeah, wow. breathtaking. That's really cool. I've never been down there. I've always wanted to come down to, to Nashville in particular for Battle at the Border. My hope was this year was oh, going to finally yeah. be the year. I was chatting with I Chad wish. like months back. And I was like, Chad, please tell me Battle at the Border is happening in person. I was ready. I was oh. looking at flights like five months ago. <laughs> but That's... we're going to have to wait till next year, unfortunately. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Better, rather, rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah I would exactly. hate to 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 you know to get anyone sick or, or or spread this any longer than it has to go on so yeah, i understand I, yeah. I do miss like jamming in person though i'm like itching to jam in person with somebody oh, I, I swear if i see somebody playing on the side of the road i'm gonna pull over and jam with them I'm just, <laughs> yeah oh, I, it's been I feel it's, that. it's been over a year i think yeah since the last battle that. with the border so yeah that was the last time a jam with, with anyone no way okay crazy all right so let we'll, we'll get into a deeper economic conversation but let's let's take it back in history a little bit for you i i'm really curious to know how did you even get introduced into kanama i like to ask the question like what was your first point of dama contact um i was my well i have two daughters and of course they live on their cell phones that's their culture i'm not trying to take away from that but however i'm trying to introduce them to other things as well so i was looking at old world skill toys on the internet oh. i just googled it and it showed me like a bilbaquet it showed me a uh kendama it showed me a bolero things like that and i was like "Ooh, kendama what is that and i just searched uh, the google searched it and then the zumadank kuma films oh. i saw them do their japanese showman style and i was like oh my god that's amazing what is that you know i considered myself a cultured person but i'd still never discovered kendama and i was like what in the world is that it was so intriguing it looked pretty it looked aesthetic it they looked happy while they were doing people were applauding them it's i was like this is crazy and then the next video that popped up was dama emma is tribe from kendama usa oh, dama and emma, she yeah. was she was like 12 years old. It had this really um, positive, you know, song that went with it. And it like caught me in my feels. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But when I oh. saw her play it at 12 years old, that made me say, okay, then maybe I can, you know. Right. Uh, I saw Zumadank do it, but I was like, they've been doing it all their life. They're from Japan. Yeah. Maybe that's something that's not within my reach. But when I saw her do it at 12 years old, I thought, well, maybe then I could. And I ordered a kendama for my daughter. And... Um, that was it. I started playing it, and she never got to touch it. By the way, it like I showed it to her, and I was like, "All right, I'll be outside." And clack, 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 clack. And then I beat it up, and I was like, "I have to buy you a new." One. <laughs> so, so did your daughter ever get into kendama? Does she play at all? Or no, just totally. No, I, I have one daughter who plays with me sometimes, and one daughter who just she's not interested, and you know, and that's okay. That's the one it was intended for too. That's what's funny. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I just want to remind yeah. the chat. Uh, sometimes I'll miss your questions in there. So if you have a question, make sure you put them in the Q&A tool because I'll actually open that up afterwards to ask them. That's, that's so cool, though. And man, I got chills just thinking about that. Like, I, you know what? The, the one thing that I think is going to be a unique point for us to talk on it in a little bit here is, is you're, you're actually a dad in the community and there's not a whole bunch of fathers and, and generally speaking, like the generation above us that are playing Kendama. Uh, you know, I'm a younger guy. I'm like 25 years old. 
Uh, and, and I think it's always really inspiring for me personally to hear about, you know, a father figure getting, trying to get their kids into Kanama or, or someone <laughs> trying to, you know, equip the next generation, however that be, whether or not you're, you're not maybe a father or just, just passing it on to the next generation. I think that's something so honorable. And I think it's incredible that you found it through Zuma Donkey because that's the same video that I watched when I started playing. Yeah. Yeah. It, Dude, it, it blew my mind. I was like, how have I not discovered this? Like, that, what? The oh. world is this crazy toy that looks so fun. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that video, I'm sure that video has brought more people to Kendama than most other videos. I think it's still the number one Kendama-related video on YouTube, or at least the number one one when you search it. That's yeah. super cool. So you, you got into Kendama. You were playing by yourself. You were playing with your daughter a little bit. When did that journey start to progress and you realize, like, you know what, this is not oh. just something that is, like a toy that I pick up and play with my daughter every now and then it's actually starting to become part of me and who I am and what I do. I think it's when I started carrying bags of them around everywhere and not just one or two. I'm talking about like a backpack dedicated to Kendamas one month in. I had like this natty and this pain. I had a, you know, I, I bought, <laughs> I had a Kendama for one month and then I saw Ben Lowe. He, he had a cut the noise um, YouTube and he was doing a giveaway for the Terra Pill, and he was like, the Terra Pill is in modern Kendama. Um, it's very hard. And I was like, whoa, if it's hard, I want to try it. If it's harder than the Kendama, it must be, you know, upper echelon to the Kendama. I had no mm. idea at the time it wasn't, but I thought it was. And I right. ordered one, too. And I would carry backpacks of these Kendamas around. And I went to visit Memphis one time and saw my friend Dama Tommy. Um, he's a Kendama uh, Kente Institute. Yeah, yeah he teaches oh, Mr. Grove in those. Yeah, and um, I gave him one and, like, gave him the spiel. It was like, this is how you do it. This is how you spike. And if you practice, you'll become a Kandama master. And he was like, dude, okay, you know. And I, I left him with so one, and you then got he's my day one. Yeah, I gave him his first Kandama. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, he just sent me a Mugen Muso out of the blue to thank me. <laughs> just here, Here's a red Mugen. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, this is just for getting me into Kandama. I was like, I love you, man. <laughs> he's got something on the way, too. Be, be, in, be looking out in the mail. <laughs> Shout out to Dama Tommy down in the chat. Show him some love, guys. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I it's, didn't need to cut you off there, though. No, it's a, and he actually got me to post on Instagram because I would call Tommy and tell him about these tricks I'm discovering or inventing, not quite sure what, how that works. But I would call him and try to explain, okay, I'm doing this, and then the pan is here, and then I'm wrapping the string here, and then it's flipping you know, this way. And he was like, you're going to have to film it, Chris. And I said, how? He was like, you got that GoPro. Just strap it to your head. And I said, all right. So I went outside and strapped the GoPro to my head and filmed the trick and tried to send it to him in an instant message and it wouldn't let us because it was too large. And he was like, oh, use Instagram to send the message. So that's how I, I made an Instagram and sent him a video and a message. And then Instagram started limiting the, the amount of length of the video you could put in messages and I eventually had to post it. And when I posted it, I wasn't using the hashtag Kendama. I had no idea there was even a community online. You know, I thought maybe they put out YouTube videos, but I didn't know Instagram. It's such a huge economic community. And Tommy was like, your tricks are pretty cool. You need to start using the hashtag. And I just started using the hashtag Kendama. And there's people started following me and liking my weird tricks. And that's, um, that's pretty much how the Kendama um, Instagram account came to be. It was totally by accident. That um, never intended for it to <laughs> even get a few hundred followers. Yeah, I was just sending Tommy videos of my tricks that were too difficult to explain. That's hilarious. It was, uh, yeah, it was 
It's all an accident. That's why I don't take all the superficial stuff too seriously. <laughs> I mean, I love the followers. I love the likes, but I'd rather just hype new players all day than yeah, all that oh. stuff. So, And that's what it's all about, right? But yeah, I, I love that. I, I, I think that's so cool. That, that so I owe him built. two things, yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out to tommy for getting shown of chris on the instagram shout out to chris for getting tommy into dama so yeah it, it's full, full circle, circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my goodness that's really really cool man uh wow that's that so you you had no ambition of posting any tricks anywhere <laughs> and now here, you, now here you are you're sponsored by tara you are really really well known for the tara pill in particular and for a very unique and creative style now i i'm actually kind of curious and i want to rabbit trail here for a second and then we'll jump back back to where we're at but i i'm curious if you're like posting and just playing by yourself and what tommy kind of inspires me your creativity there because you weren't seeing what other people were doing you weren't limited by the scope of like what you could see that you just started playing and doing it your own way do you think that fed some of the creativity that you had oh yeah yeah if you don't see anything to base off what you start to play with and yeah you'll kind of just start creating your own style and doing these very weird things that you might not even know that people do or not you know so it's it's very interesting that's why i love following new players and i'll follow more new players than i will pros you know much respect to the pros but i'll learn more from the new players who haven't developed these styles and they'll just come out with these crazy tricks you know like um what is it saying i see students where you see teachers no, I see right. teachers, you see students. That's right. right. That's, wow. that's, that's how I feel about the new players. You know? What a perspective. I learned so much from them. They're, they're a lot more hungry when they start coming out. They, yeah. they, they want to put a name out there. They, they want to have a memorable trick on Instagram and get their name out there. And I, and I respect that a lot. Yeah. Wow. What, new a, players. what a perspective to, to look at new players as the best teachers, because they're the ones that are trying everything for their first time and they're exploring, they they're are. innovating because they they're trying to find new ways to do something. Uh, wow. I think, I think, man, I get caught in the whole like comparison trap all the time. And Instagram is the worst for that. Uh, I had to take oh, a break yeah, for a little bit. And, and that's what's like breeded our culture of like taps and juggles. It's like, oh, they see someone who's really good doing it. Let's all start doing that. And then we all get so tunnel visioned on doing one thing. And then, yeah. and then a guy like you comes up and starts doing something creative and, and you're able to just stand out even more because everybody, you're not tunnel visioned on what everyone else is doing. And, and you found inspiration elsewhere than just, I want to be the best. I want to look like that guy. I want to be like that guy. You know, you, you found what you want to do. And that, that's oh, yeah. totally different. That's so cool. Wow. Pro props to you for finding that. <laughs> and I love, man, if there's any takeaway already, it's, it's fine teachers and the well, students. Thanks. Well, thanks. That's cool. I mean, we, we all pretty much use Instagram now. I can give some advice on Instagram. Turn your account into a professional account. You, it will, you can't see the plays. You can't see the likes. You can't see any of that stuff unless you click it and want to see it. You know, so you just, you just post and you have fun with it. There is no... You know, things to measure how good you think you are by, you know, because yeah. I used to think a thousand plays were like, were good. And then I wanted 500 likes. Then I wanted 100 comments and I wanted 100 shit. Where does it stop? It won't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. You know, you, you, you have to find happiness elsewhere. So I find that the process is the payout. Me yeah. charging my camera and thinking up a trick and writing it down and getting my water ready and getting the house ready, getting my chores done so I could think clearly, you know, that's the payout. That's yeah. the whole process of doing, you know, to get to do what yeah. I love is the payout. Yeah. You know, even wow. even today, I, I filmed for three hours with my new GoPro. Didn't land a single trick, but I still had a great time and I still got to did, do what I love for yeah. three hours. 
It that's was awesome. awesome. <laughs> that, that's what it's about. Didn't land a single thing. Didn't even come close. You wow. know, it was just an off day. It's totally fine. It happens, you know, but I got to do what I love for three hours and yeah. play with my new camera. And that was the payout. That, that was my payout today. Yeah. Wow. Guys, take notes. Take notes right now because this is good stuff. All right. Hey, Chris. Okay. Here's, here's what I want to know. I'm carrying back to the story a little bit, the narrative. Uh, you've been playing for a while. You got into Kendama. You started playing the pill. You started posting. And, and is that kind of where you started realizing that you were onto something in terms of creativity? Did you immediately start getting a lot of traction there? Uh, I'm kind of gearing towards, I want to kind of find out where did the whole pill slash Tara Kendama piece come in for you? What was the journey towards that? It was, well, it, it's, for one, it's fun. I enjoy the pill more than Kendama. I hate to say that. Please don't be mad at me. Kendama I players. I, I got my I pill right here. I, it's just, it's just, I see it. It's beautiful. Uh, I see the pill as un it's unscratched it's un it's unsearched territory how how do I put it it's um yeah it's, there's just, this, it's still I've, so much to discover I, yeah I've only played for three and a half years and I feel I know that I've only scratched the surface there is so much more to discover you know whoever puts in the most time will discover it. that's as much, whoever spends the most time with it is going to be the best just because they'll discover the most things with it you know so the pill is, is it's it's oh it's the future i believe mm. that's cool because <laughs> there's just there's so many things that you can still translate from it you know you might see something that might look good on kendama but it might really be a pill trick you know you just have to try it hmm. interesting that is really interesting i i mean i i when i picked up the pill i don't even know oh gosh i'm, I'm trying to remember how far into kendama i was when i picked up the pill but for me the pill served as a really, really good learning tool for string tricks for me. Now, and I, and I was really influenced by string flow uh, when I first started playing, watching like the Flowonamic Duo edits with Kenyatta and Dave, yeah. or, even, or even watching the Zuma Donkey stuff. Like I loved anything that kind of brought together like performance dance, like hip hop dance or whatever, and Kendama, and had, created this like art as a whole picture, not just what you were doing with your hands and the toy, but your full body. And the pill was the perfect thing for me because it was pretty much equally balanced. It felt the same in both hands. You could slap it around in whatever direction you want. And it felt really, really good flow. And you could learn to downspike and stuff. It was just so good. And it really unlocked a lot of potential and taught me how to do string tricks that I then was able to retranslate back to Kendama. But I honestly do think they look better on a pill. I think it's a, it's a tool that's really, really good for that kind of stuff. So, so for you though, uh, you got into pill around that same time. Now, was it a quick realization that you loved the pill more or did you slowly step into it? I, I just found I could, I could create and discover more tricks with the pill than I could with Kendama. Um, it, it was just, it was more satisfying. And I would never say that I would be bored with Kendama, but you would definitely get burnt out doing the same trick. So it's a great creative companion to have the pill and the kendama and then even even when i even when i kind of run out of tricks with both i have a uh a sweets uh bill bequette i have a skill yep. bequette from curtis fagan i have a sweets rolling pin i have a dutch mint cone you know i have all these other little toys that i can go play with it'll even refresh you know my creativity more than the pill and more than the the, the kendama will sometimes yeah so yeah. wow they're, in, awesome. they're inseparable in my opinion when i when i pack and go play i'll take both do you do you just but take your kendama pill, or do you bring the whole array of the the skill toys that you use? No, no, I bring the kendama, the pill, and the jumbo pill. So the always jumbo, okay. medium jumbo, always kendama. 
Cool. Very cool. And then if I'm not, if I'm not really precise today, I'm not hitting those spikes. Well, it's a pill day. Cause that bevel on the pills, like it's hard not to, <laughs> it's hard, hard not to, to hit a spike. Sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. And yeah. the pill is so much easier to juggle for me. Like I, I can oh, juggle. Interesting. I, not, I have the hardest not, time juggling it. Then juggle with the pill. Cause like uh, 10 times to a spike with the Kendama is almost impossible for me. 10 oh. times to spike with a pill. No problem. Well, you yeah, know, sorry, I was saying the opposite. Like for <laughs> me, I find the pill hard to juggle because I, I feel like I can't like control the way it's flipping, but I also have not played uh, enough with it. So maybe I need to take a week and just like practice juggling with the pill. Or, or yeah, or the bearing. The bearing really helps out a lot more than people think when it comes to juggling and doing multiple tricks in the air because mm. the string string will happen and that bearing will keep that string loose and turn in and mm -hmm. kind of unwivel mm -hmm. itself, you know? So yeah. when I try to juggle, I will use a bearing. You know. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, let, let's fast forward a little bit uh, towards when, when you were approached by Tara or maybe you approached Tara, but what was the journey uh, like in getting sponsored by Tara Kandama? Cause you're now on their flow team. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. First off, Tara's thank a really you, wonderful you. company. We had Alex Smith on here a couple weeks back. Uh, we love Alex. I uh, listened. I was totally humbled. <laughs> I was <laughs> listening to him while I was grocery shopping. And when he dropped like the highest compliment I've ever got in my life, I gave like a Ric Flair woo in the bread aisle. <laughs> Everyone was looking at me because they couldn't see my earbuds in, you know, I'm just yeah. there. Some weird dude, Ric Flair in the grocery store. Oh, listening that's awesome. to your podcast. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, what, what was the story in getting sponsored there? Well, I always wanted to be on Terra when I discovered the Terra pill. And I had maybe, I think, two to three other companies offer, offer me things. And I had to politely, humbly decline and tell them I'm waiting on Terra. And I told them I didn't Whoa. care if I waited five years. Uh, you know, I wanted Whoa. to be on Terra. I always wanted to be on a team with Junya and Misu. I mean, Misu is like... Oh. You don't, you don't have to tell me about Misu. I, yeah, I don't. I can just say favorite. Misu, and everybody's like, "Oh, do I have to play her?" No, okay. You know, if you want to know why I don't compete, because I ain't gonna compete against Misu. All right, yeah, Misu yeah. ain't gonna <laughs> whoop my butt on the stage, man. But um, yeah, she's incredible. I mean, to be on her team, to be on the team with Rodney, to be on a team with Alex, who invented the pill, yeah. who's humble about it, who can probably sun me in the pill, but he he doesn't. You know, I know Alex has some tricks up his sleeve with the pill. He's probably not showing anybody. You need yeah. to show me those tricks one day, Alex. But And <laughs> I know Rod Dama probably – show us, Alex. You're holding out. And um, I know Rod Dama does too. I know everyone on their squad, you know, probably has some pill tricks that they're holding in. But I always wanted to be on a team with Junior. You know, I, I highly respect him. Uh, something about the Japanese players, the way they carry themselves, the way they behave, the way they act, their whole approach um, – most Japanese players do play traditionally, you know, kind of the one, two, three show um, control style, but not mm -hmm. Junior and not Hanata. They just went full speed and just broke mm -hmm. all the rules. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to be on Terra and I wanted to be on the person that created the pill. And um, yeah. th that's what I went for. I just kept repping them and just stayed positive. You know, if they didn't notice me year one, that's fine. Year two, that's fine. Year three, that's fine. Yeah, I didn't expect to get sponsored until maybe year five. Hmm. You know, so me yeah. and them picking me up at three and a half years, that's, I'm humbled. I'm like, what? Are you sure? Yeah, wow. <laughs> I even told Alex, I was like, I can't do a triple still flip. Are you sure you're on the Kendama? You know, that's like <laughs> one of the tricks that's been eluding me. You know, I was like, you sure oh, you want me on the Me too. It's like, there's some things I can't do. He's like, yeah, you, you, we want you, so... Oh, that's so cool. So you, you had been playing for three and a half years at that point when you got yeah. the call for that and that sponsorship. What was that like for you? And and how did that kind of what was there something that clicked for, for Tara that they were like, okay, 
We got to we got to get this guy. Do you know much of that side of the the story? No, I've never asked him. I've I, I never asked him. I just um they just started following me one day and sharing my tricks. They would send me boxes from time to time. Oh, back in the day when I thought someone sent you a box, I thought you were sponsored by them. So boy, I was sponsored by everybody that sent me a box. I would put I'm sponsored by this person, this person, this person <laughs> on my Instagram and everyone's just like, "Who is this?" dad think he is you know but if you sent me a box i thought i was sponsored it would just like rep your company for you and uh but then they told me it doesn't work like that they have to ask you to be on a flow team and i was like okay so yeah back in the day i thought i was sponsored by everybody who sent me a box but uh, uh, yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's really cool yeah. uh so Okay, we'll we'll jump back into that a little bit here. I'm I'm gonna ask some some questions here from the chat in a hot second, but but uh, you you had not shown your face. Now this is a really unique part of the story uh, for me, and and I think like I think it's really like baffling to some perspective because when I think of like a sponsored player, I think of like oh I get to go back and watch their journey, see them develop as a person or anything. And if I go back through your feed, I don't even know who you are, nope. right? You, <laughs> nope. You didn't, you didn't show your face for like three years in the community. You, we were talking just the other day on our Discord server about how you had like showed up to events and nobody would even <laughs> know who you were. But yet you were that guy who had thousands of followers on Instagram. Who yeah, was really well had, known for his face, but, but no one knew you. Why? Why did you do that? And what was some of the motivation? And, and what was that like? <laughs> Uh, it was fun. It was very fun until I, until I eventually showed my face upon request. They asked me, you know, they like, we've been your friends for three years. We deserve to see your face. I'm like, fine. Okay. But it, it all boils down to, I, I, I like privacy, you know, back, um, I've been a music producer for, and my wife has for almost 15 years. And oh, cool. I, I don't, I, I've always produced anonymously. You know, oh. I put music out and you might hear, I'm, I hear my music all the time and I don't tell a soul it's me. You know, it's, Whoa. it's fascinating. Yeah, and what can you tell us the kind of genre? Can you tell us the genre? Oh, like my, my favorite was like trip hop and jazz. And then when I was young, I produced like Memphis rap, but I'm not proud of that stuff. You know, I, I can't listen to it today, <laughs> of course, but that, that was my history. You know, I, I made beats. My wife was producer for Gangster oh. Boo and a lot of Memphis rappers that, you would never think she produced, but she did. And um, what? yeah, that's how I got introduced to my wife. You know, I've been with her, you know, 15, 16 years. Oh, so oh, congrats. yeah, I was a DJ. I was all kinds of things, but I never showed my face. Even when I DJed, when I produced, I never showed my face. It was no like way. this power and mystery, you know? So I just wanted to kind of bring that to Kendama, but I, I, I started out not showing my face cause I shot with, with the GoPro. And then I just wanted to highlight the tricks instead of my face. And I noticed that everyone on Instagram was using their face as their logo. So it was just another way to be different, not to show my face and like create a logo that might be my hands or something, you know? So yeah. it was, it was very fun. Oh, <laughs> it was man. fun walking around battle at the border and everyone knowing me and me knowing them and us having these conversations for three years, but they yeah. don't know what I look like. They couldn't pick me out in the crowd. And that was fun. That was very I, I, fun. I mean, there, there's probably about 101 nuggets that we could pull out of that as like learning opportunities for those, those of us listening or those that are tuning in here. In terms of like humility, the amount of humility it takes to, to walk into an event and not tell everybody, yo, hey guys, I'm, I'm Shonuf Chris. You've probably heard of me. Yeah. I'm the guy who does this. He's I, like, I wouldn't. 
No, but I would just say Chris. I'm I'm Chris, and I would let them put it together. I would let them see these big dumb hands and be like, "Oh, you're you're that." <laughs> I've seen those hands before. Sasquatch. I've seen the. <laughs> someone did pick my hands out at Battle no, of the Border. Actually, yes, yes. He goes, "I recognize those hands. Are you showing up, Chris?" I said, "Yes, I am." And yeah, oh, these man. them snossages. Oh, that's so cool. Those, those like, of you guys tuning in Sasquatch. on the podcast are going to need to watch the IG. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I played the jumbo pill. Look, my hand eclipses a midsize. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is a midsize. <laughs> that's so cool. That's okay. Okay, I want to jump back into this because I, I really have a lot of questions about the, the play, playing incognito. I think there's a lot there. But let, let's take a little break here for a second. Uh, let's hit some questions from the chat. Uh, I'm going to read off a couple that were here from the post ahead of time. For those of you tuning in, this is the best way to get your questions answered. Drop them on the post, not in the live chat. We missed some of them in the live. All right. Uh, we got one from Shillerone. Hey, I have a question for Chris. Uh, I can see that he is very supportive, enthusiastic with other players and generally the whole Dama community. So my question is, what makes him feel angry or uncomfortable in the Kendama scene? Is there something that makes you uncomfortable or upset or, or is it all positive for you? This is from Shillerone. <laughs> Shillerone, he's a great artist. He's a wonderful artist. Um, Y'all should check him out. And uh, there's a few things that, that upset me when I see them. I try not to let them trigger me, but they do. Uh, number one, when people slam their kendamas on concrete mm. out of anger. Oh, it just so oh, it hurts my heart. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm a dad and pay for things. I'm like, oh, that's 35 bucks, you know. And the person that, 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 that built that what well, didn't intend you to, to slam it on. He intended you to destroy it by having fun with it. It's, it's made for fun mm. and not made to be punted on the ground. And I used to think it was just like they did it in the States, but they do it everywhere. You know, I do, and when people have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and they're trying to play and they have a pop-out eye because it's burning their eye, you know, that kind of gets, gets on my nerves too. But only because I used to smoke cigarettes and it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't smoke anymore or anything, but yeah. you know, it's only because I used to. And I have a temper, you know, I, but I've never got angry at, at a kendama. It's just, it's just not the thing to be angry at. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, if, got... I, if I do find myself getting angry, it's either because I'm hungry or dehydrated. Only those two mm. things. Oh, man, me too. I feel that all the time. I'm like, man, I need to drink. <laughs> I, at A, I was shouting to my roommates <laughs> last night. Oh, I need to drink way more water. I've realized I drink a lot of coffee. You must slay hydrated. I, I do not drink enough water. So I got a glass of water here. Thanks for the reminder. All right. Uh, we got a good question here from Patreon supporter Brett Walters, Boston W. Uh, he asks, has Asian cinema influenced the way you perform and present Kendama? If so, how? And what other art forms inspire you? Mm, yeah, the um, the name Shonuff actually comes from an uh, American Kung Fu movie called oh. The Last Dragon. Um, yeah, that's where that name comes from. Um, yeah, and I, I'm definitely inspired a lot by martial arts film and, and Asian culture in general. Um, Russian culture inspires me a lot, especially ballet. Russian ballet is superior um, as far as other countries. And um, you can just watch Russian ballet and learn every string trick you want to know. You know, it's... I watch that, uh, a lot of skateboarding, BMX, um, mm. a lot of kung fu movies. Yeah? But yeah, mostly, do, do mostly a, ballet. Do you have a favorite kung fu movie you'd like to recommend to all of us? I'm looking for I a good Netflix movie. I don't remember the name, but it's the one where Jackie Chan used the kung fu fan. 
or the Tai Chi fan, however you want to call it. He, he threw it in someone's face and he made it come back to him. It's, it's where he used all these martial art props and just, I learned like five tricks watching that movie. Uh, rush hour three. Uh. <laughs> so the, yes, that's a good. Uh, right no, the, the, the Last Dragon. Watch The Last Dragon and you'll see where the name Shonuff came from. He's okay. an outlandish villain who could catch a bullet with his teeth. Like he wasn't meant to be taken seriously, kind of like me. You know, I just take a lot from Shonuff. So that's why I adapted his name. Oh, cool. That's super cool. Well, it's it's always nice to know where the names <laughs> come from. All right. We got a question yeah. from longtime listener, Hats underscore 48. What's it like trying to balance Kendama time and pill time? And why should I get a pill? It's a twofold question. Hmm. Do you do you see it you, as a balance or do you just see it as like, what do I want to play today? I see it as a balance. Um, I, I definitely sometimes, you know, I might post like a bunch of pill tricks in a row, but I'm still playing Kendama, you know, at home. You know, it's just what I present is not actually what I'm doing at home. But yeah, you, you should get a pill. If you get a pill, you're going to discover a lot more tricks on Kendama by accident. You're going to be chunking mm -hmm. it around. It's going to clack together. The string's going to wrap a certain way. You're going to say, wow, that's a Kendama trick no one's ever seen. So they, they can easily be translated back and forth. I've yet to find anything that you can't do with a Kendama that you can do with a pill. Even down mm -hmm. to a lunar. I know a lunar sounds difficult on a Kendama, but a lunar on a pill isn't. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not... So that, that's it's, what you would call a lunar, is it resting? Yeah, that's what you would call a lunar. Yeah, it's it's very simple. It's it's not the hardest trick in the world, but yeah, every trick can be translated. Interesting, interesting. And I think some of us like see the pill in its simplicity and just assume that it's like, oh, all right, so you can spike it. You know, maybe you can spike it this way. If you're pretty good, you can lighthouse it like this. You know, down spike, maybe an earth turn. Earth turns are so fun on these, by the way. I love mm -hmm. doing it. It's like you can whip. It's the first thing I did, 10 earth yeah. turns. Thought I was guy right. Look yeah, at me, you... I'm guy right, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think some of us are deceived into thinking that the pill is a simplistic toy. Like, it's it's just simple, and it doesn't have much else to it. But it's like Kendama. It's really deceptive in, in its simplicity. That I think when mm -hmm. most people see Kendama first without seeing someone show them that there's more, they assume there's three cups and a spike. And, and that's pretty much all you can do. And then someone mm -hmm. holds it by the Tama and then they break your mind and say, watch this, <laughs> you can balance it this way. And, and I think you've done that for the pill community and for the Kendama community as well in showing us that, hold on guys, it's not as simple as you think it is. Uh, and so thank you for that. Uh, and, and I think yeah, that's can, really cool. It can be as complex as you want it to be. I mean, there's, I just discovered, I always thought you could nod over the valley like this, rolling, right? I was out messing around and I learned that you can tumble over the valley. And what? I tumbled all the Did way you, from have there. You that? Yes, I have, yeah. I tumbled from bird all the way around to here and it just tumbled, you know? With the sticky paint, it doesn't slide, it will tumble like a gear. Yeah, wow. You that know, is That so was the cool. significance of the sticky paint. Yeah, and with the sticky paint, you can like um, like Austin Donovan's drift. He, he pinches it a bit and lets it. You can drift on a pill too. You know, There's, yeah. everything can be translated. Oh man, that's so cool. Okay, uh, let's hit a couple more questions here, quick. Well, we'll hit the ones in the chat, but let's get these ones on the post done here. Uh, Kanama Cares says, "I love this guy, and I'm super excited <laughs> for this tonight." I would personally love to know what he finds to be the second most surprising thing that comes with picking up the pill as well as the community collective as a whole. Not the first most surprising thing, but the second most surprising thing. What a, what a, what a great question. You know, you got to think two layers deep here. 
Yeah. Well, it's because Mama Ark, I showed my face. She was the one who told me to show my face at Battle at the Border. I had no intentions of ever doing it until she asked me to. So. Oh, no way. It's, yeah, Mama her. yeah, Mama Ark from Kendama Care. She, she's the one who asked me to show my face. So I was like, yeah, yeah okay. I'll and um, what's the second most surprising thing? Uh, being good at it. <laughs> 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 it's something that I could be good at. You know, it's just um, Kendama's hard and the pill is harder. You know, that's mm. how I see it. And if you can be good at the pill, man, you can really be good at the Kandama if you propagate it the same focus, I guess. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's hit one more here. Uh, this one's from Emmeline, EB Kandama girl. She asks, what Yeah, is that's my little sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emmeline is fantastic, guys. Shout out to <laughs> Emmeline, one of the kindest hearts in the community. She is. Uh, she asks, What is your favorite moment at Battle at the Border? When you introduced me to your mother, I almost cried. Oh. <laughs> really she called her mom over i was like your mom oh crap what i do and she was like this is sure enough <laughs> i was like oh you want to meet me you know it was yeah i almost cried yeah shout out to emily <laughs> and, and the second the second time i saw her her mother already already knew who i was but i was like come here check it out i got a bag full of pills <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's eyes got big and I was like, no, these terror pills, you know, it was, I was like, that's it's awesome. only not that. And everyone knew what I was talking about, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is I so love seeing her. She's, she's one of the main reasons I go to battle at the border just to see her. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's fire through a couple of questions here from the chat here this morning, and then we'll jump back into the conversation. I want to, I want to pick a little bit more into the identity piece and finding identity in the community. Uh, just Chris now, he wants to know what are your biggest musical influences? We'll hit this one quick. Mm, biggest musical influence would be lately the Alpha Mist. I'll tell you why, because Alpha Mist became a world-renowned pianist and, and jazz artist in his 30s. Never played piano before, picked mm. it up out of the blue. Be, he's considered a master at it now. Mm. And so I would say Alpha Mist. Any of his latest albums are just gold, but he, he picked something up in his 30s. You know, you don't expect a lot of people to, to pick things up later on in their life, but he did, and he nailed it, and he's like a master at work at what he does mm. now. So Alpha and, and Mist. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you picked up Kendama? Um, I am 30. You're going to make me do some math. I'm 39 now. I've been playing for three and a half years. About 35, 36. Mm. Okay. Wow. And so, so in some ways, you, you've kind of represented yeah, that I relate a lot for, yeah, I, yeah, I relate a lot with them, you know, just picking up things later on in life yeah. that you can, you know, really be good at yeah shout out shout out to the the people in this community that are older that are that are still showing up even if they're not the the top competitors like no matter what age you are no matter where you come from no matter your background no matter oh you know what honestly uh sweets kandamas just shared a, a video of of uh this guy who i i don't i don't know the condition but his his arms he, he had some some sort of dysphoria in his arms i don't know what it was oh, yeah, but yeah. he he did like uh around japan or whatever it was uh with gripping the kendama in his armpit or in his like elbow and and he spiked it and i lost it i was like wow that's so cool anyone can play kendama if you put your mind to it you could play with your toes yes. you could you know and it's just so cool Man, to see exactly people just pick it up and play no matter where you come from no matter who you are yeah. no matter how old you are can always exactly. for everyone, man. It, okay. it really is. All right. Uh, a couple more questions. I could rant on that for a little while. Uh, Bridgemaster underscore Dama, Canadian Dama homie, a place for Artemis. He wants to know, favorite pill size for Shona? 
Jumbo all day. Jumbo. The, the jumbo. Right. The on. Jumbo. Now the yeah, the jumbo is my bread and butter. Like if I could just have any if I was trapped on an island, it would be what a jumbo feel. <laughs> <laughs> that, right. that, well, that's you could what also I'd use want. the club down stuff from the trees. So you could, you could, yeah. you could. It's, all right. it's multiple use. A longtime uh listener as well, faith, faithful fan of the show, uh Christian Crispy at uh ten FBS wants to know what's your favorite Dama? My favorite kendama, my most coveted kendama is uh, I just got it. I just got it for as a Christmas gift from Alex Smith, a black and white ebony hand turn. It's like mm. I've never seen anything like it. You know, it's once you hold it, you understand why this kendama is so expensive. It's like I've never had anything like it. It's it's out of this world. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It's one of the best gifts I've ever received in my life. Mm. Okay, uh, Queen Dama wants to know, in your opinion, what makes the pill harder than Kendama? You've said this a couple times in the episode already that you believe that it's harder than, than Kendama. What do, you, what do you think makes that harder? Well, just because there's not so much groundwork laid out, you know, like Junya is the only person that I know of that has made um, a hundred pill trick video. There might be a few pill tutorial videos, but nowhere is near as much content and tutorials as there is for Kendama. So mm. it's it's a lot harder to to um, to learn the you know to go out and seek the tricks with the pill than it is with the Kendama. So. Mm. A lot less tutorials. I guess I need to change that. <laughs> yeah, you're. You might need to be that guy doing the tutorials. I might need to. I just got yeah. a new camera. I might have to. <laughs> yeah, start. You might need to do the two hundred tricks with the pill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that. Oh, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to one up my teacher. You know, I'm probably junior, same age, but I still consider him my teacher just because he came before me, and I show respect. You know, um, but yeah, he's. Junior yeah. Seto, 100 pill tricks. If learn all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. How, so you've done all of them now? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So cool. Okay, uh, we'll jump into some more of those questions a little bit later. But let's let's dive back into to your story and community in particular. So you, you said it was at Battle at the Border that you were convinced to show your face uh, in the community. Now, I'm, I'm really curious. What was that decision like for you, uh, especially now knowing that you were you, you quite value privacy like you you did production, you did all these things, you never really showed your face why Why is Kanama different that you finally decided no, these people can know me? Why did you choose that I, well, Kendama changed me, you know it made me really care about people again, you know, not that I'd mm. stop caring, but as you get older, you start getting a little bit callous, you know, towards things you used to care about. And it, it really reversed that for me. It made me care about people in the community. You know, um, I would never, ever let a stranger sleep on my couch, but I've let a, a traveling Kendama buddy stay the night. Yeah. You know, I didn't wow. know it was, it was weird. It was weird. I was like, should I be letting this guy? None of he's a Kendama guy, you know? So it was very odd, but Kendama has made me a better person. It has made me reach out to more people, be more genuine with people. Um, just made me a more friendly person, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I want to take one quick moment. I'm just reading through the chat. Uh, there's a lot of older, older people in the chat today, which is so cool. We got Zuko <laughs> Kendama at 32. We got Dama Tommy at 35, Jerry at 31. Uh, Jerry's a good friend of mine. I love that guy. So shout out to Jerry. He's, he's been one of my like, uh, friends that I've met through the North American Kendama Open, someone that I didn't know beforehand. And now, now, now I think we're, we're pretty decent friends. We don't talk as much as I wish we did sometimes, but, but yeah, look like the, the age diversity in this community is so cool. Ancient Burner at 31. Yeah. And Crustlord 34. Uh, the 30s are coming in today. I love this. Brad at 34. <laughs> this is great, guys. I love this. 
Yeah, what do you, what do you and think? I'm 39. I'll be 40 next year. That's nuts. That's... Yeah. So, okay, back back to the, the, the question, though. Um, when, you, when you decided to show your face and you did show your face, what was that like for you? Did that change much? Did you see, like, a whole new response? Or what, what was it the was reveal a, like? It was a, there was a big response. I remember it was a big response. It was because people – I never knew how flowy I played in, because I, I, I filmed POV, so you never really see – how far deep down and things like that so mm. it was eye-opening to see me play that way because i'd never filmed myself playing um but you know every, everyone seemed to like it and i didn't mind you know it's it's, it's hard to find tricks that complement the third person view uh, most of the tricks i do are very techie so it's better to have the the, the pov camera so close um but you know i, I don't mind I, I liked it i guess felt like a big reveal yeah kind of yeah. like batman <laughs> taking off the mask He's been showing us the way, protecting us at night, and, and then he finally shows us. <laughs> yeah, showing everybody I'm, I'm not this hideous creature, I guess. It's <laughs> a normal dad, you know, that <laughs> we yeah. can approach. Did you ever get yeah. any funny comments like, oh, that, that's what he looks like? Or people like, I had no idea. Or I've seen you before at events. And they're like, that, you're shown up? Did you, did you get anything <laughs> like that? Uh, a few of them like oh that's what you look like or, you know you're not hideous you're like i thought you were you know if you hide your face <laughs> someone, someone say that? people think yeah you know, no no i think donye said something like that along those lines you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was like uh thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's that's a lot i don't take it personal yeah kendama is not something i take personal at all you know that that was another thing about creating um anonymously that, that if if you didn't like my trick you know who cares you know yeah, it wasn't me that did it it's just yeah. his old hands so did that change did that change for you perspective wise now when you start no. to post things because now now people know you right it's not just you posting tricks it's not just people know your hands it's now people kind of have an idea of who you are and they're getting to know you a bit more there's a level of vulnerability that i, I believe starts to open up once you start to show yourself a bit more I, did you did you find that yourself or or were you still able to stay pretty distant from that no i was still able to stay pretty distant from it you know i still i still prefer pov than third person and i would have made a lot more clips this year if it was different circumstances of course it's hard to mm -hmm. stay focused in america with everything going on yeah for the past <laughs> i don't know how long now it feels like forever but um you know i i, I definitely feel like i owe the kendama community more content um the past few months i just didn't feel like pushing it too hard felt like i was dancing on the dead so to speak you know like there's all this mm -hmm. chaos in america and deaths going on and, and how could i still focus on this toy and, and not pay attention to it mm -hmm. um it, it wasn't that at all you know um the fact is i'm still alive and so are you and we need to play every day we can't yeah. let tragedies stop us can't let yeah. anything stop us you know, yeah. I've, I've let tragedy stop me from doing a lot of things in my life. I've been in love with things and something happened and I'll just fall from it. Won't do that thing again. And I don't see that end in sight with Kendama. You know, I've had lots of other hobbies, but I've never been as obsessed as I am with this. I've never, like, Kendama is a state of mind. And once you're in that state of mind, it never leaves you. Like, even if I don't practice, I'm still in a Kendama state of mind where everything I see, I'm trying to translate a trick from it. I'm trying to find a good spot. I'm like, ooh, that'll be a dope spot. You know, I'm I'm still in a Kendama state of mind 24-7, you know, when you're a Kendama player. So it's really hard. I don't think I'll ever be out of that state of mind, you know. Mm. Yeah. So what do you I think? I enjoy it. What do you think helps us to get into that state of mind? Because I think you've found that better than a lot of us in the community have. 
And maybe that's part because of your perspective. Maybe that's part because you never, you didn't take the full deep dive into trying to like become, you know, a face in the community that you were able to see it from a little bit more of the outside. How, how would you encourage someone like say myself or, or the viewers that are listening? How do we, how do we take that step back? How do we see the bigger picture and enter into that state of mind that allows us to, to be a little bit more free? Well, you, your ego is the enemy. So you can't have an ego when you play Kendama. You can't take it seriously. You could play at a serious level. Just don't take it seriously. You know, um, my key to creativity is get into a relaxed and playful state of mind. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't go play if the dishes need to be done or, you know, or if, I, if I'm neglecting to, to go, you know, spend time with my kid or something. I have to do that first. My, my affairs have to be in order before I play. But mm-hmm. sometimes I can force creativity by listening to comedy, especially mm-hmm. stand up. If I listen to stand-up comedy and it gets me laughing, then I get in this mood where I can just go outside and clack around and have a good time. And it, it really lightens me up. Even like comedy that, you, you you know, you might not listen to in front of your kids. Stuff that you wouldn't normally laugh at. You know, kind yeah. of, you know, that type of comedy will just like, ah, you know, to make you quit th- taking everything so seriously. And I don't think Kendama is meant to be taken seriously. And that's where a lot of people fall off or lose interest. You know, they feel like they're not being taken seriously, but... Kendama is, uh, it's not about that. You know, it's about growing a community. You know, I probably wouldn't post if it wasn't for the community. Hmm. You know, all the sponsorship stuff aside, like I, I just, I like, I like surprising my friends. <laughs> hmm. You know, the respect of my peers means more to me than anything, you know, hmm. than any model or any sponsorship or anything. You know, so, and that's what we have here. We have something so special with the economic community. I've, I've been a part of lots of communities, the FPV community, the RC community, I fly kites, um, all types of things. And all of those communities are pretty much exclusively a boys club. When it came to Kendama, it wasn't exclusively boys club. You had women who played just as good as men. You got little girls who played just as good as world champions at events. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> adolescent girls who place just as good as full grown athletes, you know, and that is something to say. Plus, when a woman plays Kendama and they, they play with this female energy, that's just so elegant. It's something you can appreciate, like Tai Chi is just so graceful. And I think that's the way it's meant to be played. And that's how I purposely play. I don't think I've ever played with any kind of male energy. I think I purposely play with female energy mm-hmm. um, just to show how graceful and, you know, show a different side, show a softer side of Kendama. I guess yeah. is what I tried to do. Yeah. Do you, and so you're a father of two daughters. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and do you think that's partly influenced by that as well? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's hard to be this rough and tough guy with two daughters. You know, it's hard to, to look <laughs> tough while, while you're braiding hair. And I don't want to look tough at all. I'm not with that old yeah. male machismo stuff. It's, it's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's old, Chris. And um, but yeah, it's they definitely that, yeah. that will change you. It yeah. will change you. Having having pets will change you. Um, Kendama will change you in general. You know, I remember the first time I went out looking for a place to edit and I could really meditate for the first time. I could really just close my eyes and listen to everything and just like, oh, this is the place. That was the first time in my life I've had like, not an out of body experience, but like an experience with nature was like, wow. You know, I can hear everything. I'm a part of this. It's just, it's such a cool thing to do in nature. Kendama outdoors is way better than indoors. Oh yeah. I, I say, but yeah. 
Dude, I could close my yeah. eyes. I'm going to re-listen to this and just re-listen to you rant here for, for a couple of minutes. Oh, this, sorry. Is, this is gold. No, no, no. I want just keep talking. This is, this is two cups, two cups. Yeah. If you give me three, it's over. I, we'll let this run as long as you need to. This, this show is yours. You're speaking some, some really good stuff here. And, and I, yeah, wow. I'm just, I'm just older and I have a perspective, you know, where I've been there and done that. And it's not about how many followers you got. It's how many followers you can grow in the community. You know, mm. to me, it is, you know, that that's, that's what I wish everyone would focus on growing new players. Yeah. You know? And for the most part we do, for the most part, you see people out there hyping new players, you know, and, and a new player unlocking a trick is gets me just as hype as someone doing the most incredible trick of the year. You know, that gives me the same level of excitement. Yeah. You can't beat it. Yeah, man. It does something to you. It changes you personally. It gives you this personal confidence you might not know you had to try other things. You know, if I can be this great pill player, then maybe I can be a great artist. How do I know? Mm. It'll give me the confidence to try it. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? I think Kendama teaches us that we can accomplish a lot. Uh, and And it doesn't take as much time as we think. I think... When I look back, I've been playing Kendama for almost about five years now. I, I think wow. I remember when I saw you enter into the Kendama scene about three and a half years ago. Like at least I, I saw some of the early early momentum there, and and to see where you've progressed in three years, to see where I've progressed in five years, really puts into perspective the amount that a human can grow in a short amount of time. Whether or not that's in our perspective, in our character, in our in our careers, in whatever we're doing. You know, there's so much opportunity for growth. And I've loved that, uh, that the philosophy personally of Kaizen uh, coming from Jap- Japan, yeah. right? that, that principle of, you know, change is good. You know, we, we can always be changing to become better. We can always be seeking continuous improvement, taking out the waste yeah. in our life and becoming better. You know, there, there's exactly. this philosophy so deeply rooted in Japan that I love so, Me so too. much. Because it shapes the way that I live. And, and if I can be making daily decisions that make me a better person, make me a better Kendama player, and if I can focus that in on a tool like Kendama, that's going to expand into the other areas of my life. And that's where I see the benefit of Kendama as more than just a ball in a cup. I've been preaching this oh, yeah. all year long. Like Kendama is more than a ball in a cup. It is, it it is. is a ball it's in a, a cup, but it, it's a tool. It's a tool for yeah, so it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a state of mind for me, you know. I've always been in a kendama state of mind since I discovered it. Since I hit my first kin flip, you know, it's been a kendama yeah. state of mind and it hasn't stopped. Yeah. You know. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, uh we we're we're at about the hour mark here. Um let's 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 begin to wrap this up here uh and and kind of bring put put a bow on this. As you look into the community today where it's at, and if you were to offer the community some wisdom coming from a mature background, looking in from the outside, as someone who's both in it, but also has a a pretty wide perspective on the community, what would you want to say to us that are in the community today? Uh, I would say um, focus more on new players than new followers. That's what I would say. Wow. Wow. You know, this, this, this year, there's nothing wrong with hyping your own brand. There's nothing wrong with promoting yourself, but getting out there and inspiring new people to play is really is what's, what's going to keep the longevity of this community going. You know, I, the highest compliment I can get is you inspire me to buy a pill. I'll never get tired of hearing that ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
ever. You could tell me that a million times and I still love it as much as I did the first time, you know, and yeah. if I can inspire someone to play Kendama just as well, you know, good. Yeah. But if we can just, I wish it was more approachable. And during COVID, I've had a lot of kids ask me to see my Kendama at the park. And I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I should be letting you touch this Kendama and then give right. it back to me. We're trying to, you know, and then the parents understand, you know, so it is a weird time to grow the community. It's a very strange time. You know, the best thing we can do is be supportive of the new players online, you know, and boost them up. I mean, that's what y'all did to me. Y'all boosted me up so much my first year. My head was, was just big, <laughs> you know. I tried not to let it be, but it was. I mean, everyone was so supportive that first year. I was like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. this is me. You know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I want to yeah. be a part of this community. Yeah, totally. And okay, so here, here's something that I, I see very often in the community is that we can let that boosting become ego. But what you've done is you've actually used that not as ego for yourself, but then to transfer that back onto new people, right? You got to give it right back. You got yeah, yeah, to, yeah. you got to get it and give it right back. You can't totally. let it go to your head. You have to totally. stop it here and get it out. <laughs> yes. But I think there's a season where it's, it's almost okay to just accept that and allow that to fuel your development. And I see that so often, especially new play players, like pump them up, build up their ego to show them that they can accomplish the next thing. They can grow, yeah. they can continue to do it. But then there's a point where they need to realize that there's a switch that needs to be flicked where they realize that now in order for me to fuel myself, it's not about, you know, me becoming better than other people. It's about how do I help the next person achieve that as well? You know, how do I get the next person to their one year milestone where they've grown in a year, you know, and then keep transferring that on to the next generation, the next generation. And by, by the time that we hit 10 years, like that's a 10x growth of Kendama. We're going to see so yeah. many more people. If we're investing into every new player, that same mentality, oh man, we're going to be in a way bigger spot 10 years from now. This community is going to expand. We're going to see new development, new tricks. Like you were saying, <laughs> new players are expanding the deck of tricks probably more than a lot of pros are, at least in concept. Yeah. Maybe not in the, the high level difficulty of a trick as in like hitting the next two taps, but in the way that we you know, perceive Kendama. Oh. Yeah, the, the new players bring so many new co uh, concepts. Like this one dude was into cardistry. So he rolled the Serato down his fingers like they do with the cards and the coins. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? I've never thought of that. You know, but you have to come from different worlds. Like I have an in-depth string knowledge because I fly these humongous stunt kites that have 100 mm -hmm. foot of cord and then 140 foot tails. So I know knots. You know, that's the main reason I can develop so many string tricks because I come from a kite flying background. Yeah. You know, these big stunt kites. Um, you know, so other people will come from different backgrounds like that and bring a little bit to Kendama. You know, yeah. so that's, that's what I hope yeah. for the future of Kendama. Dude, I have loved this so much. I would want to. I want to stay here for another hour and just keep hearing uh, wisdom coming out from you. But let let me kind of wrap this up by summarizing some of the things that I think we've talked about today for for those that kind of have glazed over the episode. I you've you've highlighted some really really cool stuff. A first off, Kanamas is wonderful community that we get to partake in and pour into just as much as we receive from. And it's not about the clout that we receive because you, oh. you've you gone three years without even showing your face that you have this unique perspective on community and on your play style that you've tapped into creativity that otherwise would have been really quenched had you just sought clout. Uh, if you were chasing oh, yeah. after likes and follows, you probably wouldn't be shown off Chris. You would be another I'd guy. I'd still be chasing taps. my tails. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would. I'd be chasing my tails being something I wasn't true to myself right e now. You know? Exactly, exactly. And, and secondly, don't, don't take Kendama that seriously. Like, 
It's a, it's a ball in a cup. It, it, it is, but it isn't. It's more. Uh, you, you know, well, no, it takes, it's the definition of play. I mean, the definition yeah. of play is to do something without serious intent. And to yeah. play a kendama, you should do it without serious intent. Yeah. You should and if you, let if, it hit you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> let it take you out. You know, let it get a weird knot. You know, it's, it, every knot is just a little bit of patience it teaches you, you know. Yeah. That's what patience. I call it. Oh, it's a five-minute break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you learn so much. Oh, man. Don't let, don't let people influence your, your play. Uh, find your own style. Find your own creativity. Yeah. Get your affairs in order. I think that's one of my favorite nuggets in, in this episode so far. Uh, how you talked about how in order to find creativity, you needed to make sure nothing else was clouding your mind, whether or not yeah. that was spending time with your kids, whether or not that was the dishes, whether or not that was anything else that those are actually inhibiting your ability to enter into a state of flow. Um, exactly. I, that, I, I haven't read it in a long time, but a book that I do remember reading and I do remember being very influential was Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's book Flow, which was all about finding oh, flow. Yes. I don't know if you've read this book. It's, he's a, a psychologist. My, my wife, my wife has it. I haven't read it yet, but yeah. I know, I know the book. Yeah. Very, very good book. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he would say the same thing that in order to enter into those states of flow and really tap into creativity, uh, get your affairs in order, make sure nothing else is seeking your attention. I mean, that's the same with the workflow. That's the same with anything. If you have 20 tabs open on your Chrome browser, uh, how are you ever supposed to focus on what's going on right there when you're seeing notifications exactly. pop up everywhere, clean it up, focus hone in and then you're going to tap into that creative potential so man chris there have been some real good <laughs> moments in this episode i've loved every minute uh, i'm gonna have to go and clean my dishes uh this afternoon and tap into some, <laughs> some creativity here because i'm feeling that cloud uh, i want to tap into that and i want to take the posture of a contributor in the community more after uh hearing you talk and so thank you for yeah. inspiring me. Thank you for inspiring, I think, the listeners who are going to make it to the end of this episode. Uh, this is a worthwhile episode. It's hard to say that at the end of an episode because I want them to hear that at the beginning. Uh, but <laughs> for those of you tuning in, make sure to share this episode. Uh, there's a lot of value here for new players, old players, and all players alike in the community to learn. Love you too, Austin. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Austin Donovan. Really love the chat today as well. Thank you so much for contributing to this conversation. Is there any last thing you want to say to the people tuning in live today? Yes, everybody that's in the live feed, go search the hashtag Kendama and go hit recent and then drop love bombs on everybody and everything. Just love like, love like, love like. You can never drop enough love bombs in a day. Your followers should should be as just as much as you follow. That number shouldn't be some big fluctuating number to, to hype your head up. You know, you should follow just as many people that follow you. Or at least try to, you know, if they're Kendama players and you're into that, but yeah go support new players <laughs> go support new players awesome well thank you so much chris next week we have a really fun episode coming up uh next week's episode is going to be really unique and different because i'm not interviewing a kendama player i'm interviewing uh, a gentleman by the name of alex and he runs an online network called oddball sports tv and this is a network that kind of uh, brings together a number of us oddball sports players like Kendama or bocce ball or, you know, ski ball and all these other unique subculture sports. And what he's trying to do is identify these different uh, factors in each of these communities that bring them all together. Because, you know, 
we're pretty odd people. We play with a ball and a cup. Oh, and we yeah. love it. And, and there's some relatability in some of these other sub-communities. So we're going to be talking to Alex about what he's doing at Oddball Sports. We're going to be chatting about how Kendama fits into the grander network of uh, strange communities and what Kendama offers to each of those communities that they can learn from. So thank you for tuning in. If you want more info on the book, go hit up Dama Tommy for Flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, The Psychology <laughs> of Optimal Experience. Thanks, Dama Tommy, for dropping that in there. Thank you so much, Chris, for jumping on here. I'm going to be in the Discord thank you. after this. Thank you, man. Voice... Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to be in the Discord afterwards. Uh, go join the Coffee Gang Discord. Come share in community with us. Uh, and I'll be in a voice chat there as we get this episode ready to go live on Spotify. Come join us. Chris, if you're, if you're up to it, come join us afterwards. If you guys want to jump in a call with Chris and talk to him, maybe he'll tune in there. I know Chris is in the server, but otherwise, Chris... I hope you have a great rest of your day and stay caffeinated. You too. It's been an honor. It's been an honor. Thank you. A true pleasure for us both. Thanks, Chris. Bye for now. Much love. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Preview. I'm always super excited about every guest that we get to have on here, and I hope you learned something new about Kendama or the people behind the tricks. As always, please let me know your feedback or suggestions of guests that we should have on the episodes, and stay caffeinated.